to the lost souls, the disintegrated spirits, the wanderers, the dreamers, and the seekers. Welcome to the Embodied Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Danielle McGinnis. Our work in this podcast will be to foster healing, transformation, self-expression, creativity, and the development of consciousness. So with our intentions grounded firmly, let's settle in and do some integration work. Hey friends, happy Thursday and welcome back to another episode of the Embody Podcast. If you guys are loving what you're hearing on the show, I would really appreciate it if you slid over to iTunes, dropped a five-star rating or a written review and just let me know what you are loving about the show, what you want to hear more of, what you want to hear less of, any and all feedback is welcome. That feedback gets the show organically into more ears and more souls across the world. So I want to preface today's episode because I am talking about childhood trauma and those of you out there, which is probably all of you, all of us, that have experienced childhood trauma, I really encourage you to not take anything that I say literally or personally Um, I know that a lot of people out there have experienced horrific and awful things as a child. And in this podcast, I'm not implying that those things should have happened to you. What I'm offering is an exploration of how we can look at the, the archetype of initiation and lay that onto looking at childhood trauma and how we can integrate that into our wounded inner child experience. And so... At the beginning of this podcast, I say I want to go gently because I know that there are so many horrific, tragic things that have happened to people that are so sad, and I really want to take a space to acknowledge everyone out there that has experienced really, really hard things, whether it's big T or chronic small T traumas. I I think it's important that we recognize that what I'm saying in this podcast is not to dismiss your experience or to say that what did happen to you should have happened to you. I'm just opening up a space where we can explore with an archetypal eye. And so I just want to preface this podcast because I'm sure when it comes to our personal experiences with trauma, it can be painful and it can be hard and Sometimes when we're talking about really tough things, it can sound dismissive to your own experience, and that's not my intention at all. And so I really want to honor those of you out there, probably everyone, like I said, that has experienced really, really hard things and had to be initiated into this traumatic world at a really young age. And this podcast is really to advocate how to turn towards that wounded inner child, that traumatized inner child, so that we can find the divine side of that child and help titrate and integrate that into your life so that the world is blessed with the essence of you. So enjoy the podcast, guys. So in today's episode, I want to discuss something very gently because I am just kind of circling and exploring around what this truly means and what this implies about the way that we approach our healing process. But something that I've been really contemplating on is how we approach inner child work and inner child healing. I think that sometimes there is this expectation when we're working with trauma that the traumatized child in us 
is just going to return back to this place of complete innocence and aliveness that we felt that part of us felt during childhood before we experienced trauma starting to recognize that that's not really the case at all it's really about creating and cultivating a protective environment for our inner child and slowly titrating the adult world into the inner child's experience and ideally that would have been the case of our childhood experiences is slowly titrating the traumatizing world into our lives but often many of us have experienced a childhood that there were moments where things were too much too fast too soon and it created this traumatic wound in our psyche and when we're doing inner child healing it isn't necessarily putting that child back into the Garden of Eden. It's really allowing that child to be protected and cultivate a space around that child. So the innocence and the aliveness and the wonder about the world that is inherent in that child can open up and there can become this interaction between your adult self and that inner child and that relationship, that connection, that psychic movement that occurs when that is open that implies this this creative movement of the psyche and there's a lot of potential in that. So I wanted to read a section out of the book called Dionysus in Exile. I referenced it a few podcasts ago when I talked about the comings and goings of depression and how the Dionysian energy plays into that. But there's a section in this book where he talks about the myth of Dionysus, the birth of Dionysus, the trauma that Dionysus incurred via the titans when he was born and it's interesting because when I'm working with individuals with trauma it's always important to get curious about like what is the myth in the mess that we're working with and if we can find the myth we can find the pattern and we can find the meaning of it all and it's not coming from this bypassing place it's no we have to get deep into that myth and explore what's happening That's why I love studying myths and stories and fairy tales because it gives us a pattern to look at to lay upon our psychological experience. And so on page 17, the author talks about this divine child of Dionysus. We can think of that as our divine inner child. When the divine child Dionysus clashes with the titans, the titanic forces, he says here that it's a first step into the Dionysian process of life as an initiation. Taking such archetypal and initiatory approach to this image in the myth implies that it is an unavoidable drama enacted in childhood with all of its horror. It allows us to see and to begin to accept so-called childhood trauma as the appearance of the titans coming to dismember and devour the child Dionysus. But he says here, I cannot imagine a childhood without trauma in the archetypal sense. Remember that our view of childhood is imbued with worshiping the child of the sacred family as well as the modern paradise of Disneyland, a conception of childhood as one as one-sidedly pure, innocent, and happy. This archetypal view of childhood trauma goes against both traditional imagery 
and the prevailing trends today of the personalized and literalized view of that imagery. For there to be a childhood without trauma, we would have to imagine something truly horrible, namely an unvaccinated soul without defenses, without a third dimension, and without emotion, a condition which brings to mind psychopathy. For example, in psychotherapy, one is faced with cases of those whose parents have hidden all that has to do with family tragedy and death, and thus there is no familiarity with the serious and tragic emotions, and as a result, the person is prone to being taken over by the most peculiar and unimaginable syndromes, which include strange depressions. There's also a tendency towards formlessness in the personality. Here, we might consider the overprotected child in today's world who becomes a pretentious, brilliant psychopath who is empty of emotion. He continues on to say that the titans dismembering and devouring the child Dionysus can be seen as a mythical model for a particular initiation to which the person is subjected and suffers in early life. Modern psychology's view of the whole personality in terms of childhood has put an excessive emphasis onto childhood. This book in particular, he's following the god Dionysus, the, the, the god of initiation, and that allows us to, to follow the myth of Dionysus to see childhood through a tragic point of view and recognizing that without that tragedy in our lives, without that particular initiatory experience of trauma, we aren't connected to the deep parts of ourself because what he's saying here the the overprotected child who's never dismembered no experience of tragedy of initiation of death dismemberment are so far away from those core emotions that make us deeply human and so I think he makes a really good point here and Rick and I are starting our next book club in April, at the end of April. So if you're interested in that, you can head to the show notes and I'll put a link there for the next book club. But we're covering the book Trauma and the Soul by Donald Cowshed. And Donald Cowshed writes really eloquently about these diabolical self-care systems, that these defensive systems when we experience trauma as a child, these defensive protective systems in the psyche usually start off as really deeply protective. And then what happens is they turn persecutory. So the things that once protected us psychically now become the things inside of us that persecute us. So things such as an inner critic and a self-saboteur, what was once a, a good father becomes a terrible father in, internally. I'm talking internally. And he said, in Trauma and the Soul, he says, the longer the self-encapsulation continues, the worse the inner world becomes, and the more aggression seems to be directed back onto the child's vulnerability. And hence, the progressed self often starts out as a protector, but rapidly turns into persecutor. And so what I'm circling around here is that when we experience trauma as a child, there is part, according to Cowshed, there's part of that divine child that we discussed in Dionysus in Exile, the reading there. So the divine child is basically split off from the personality and goes into a part of the psyche that is far away from consciousness so that it does not get hurt in the same way that it was hurt 
during the trauma. And according to Cowshed, what happens when that part splits off, what splits that part off is a psychic protector. And what Cowshed is saying is that if those protectors go unconscious and they're left unconscious to their own devices without any relationship being built between the ego and the protector, it flips into a diabolical self-care system where instead of protecting the divine child, it now persecutes the divine child, punishes the divine child, keeps the child away in isolation. And so what I'm circling around here again is how can we balance the necessity of an experience of trauma, an initiation, an experience into the tragedy that is life sometimes, while also having an awareness of the psychic entities within us that are operating to continue to traumatize. And so can we hold that trauma is necessary, childhood trauma is necessary, and then also recognize like how can we engage with this childhood experience. It's not to imply that our childhood should have been Disneyland and it should have been perfect, it should have been a Garden of Eden. That's missing the point and it's also missing the myth that's happening inside of us. And I hope this makes sense. It's something that I've been like really, really musing about and thinking about a lot lately as I'm working with individuals with childhood trauma. And I feel like the approach that I take is radically different because I don't want to perpetuate to an individual that we're going to keep this this divine child in this Garden of Eden place where it's locked away from the world. Ideally, we want to titrate the traumatizing world to that child and recognize that it's okay to the whole world isn't traumatizing the world can be traumatizing sometimes but we don't want to be like the overprotective parents that keep their child locked away from the world and then in turn the world when they actually try to when that child tries to put the essence of them out into the world they're met with this the world becomes a a monster that feels so big and they feel so small and it's it's about that slow titration of life's energy into that part that we're working with in a session where the part can slowly be exposed to the hard sad tragedy that can be life and if you look at that in a one-sided way it looks awful depressing and dark But to me, it feels like it's inclusive of the whole and what's actually real. So anyway, I hope this made sense. A lot of circling in this podcast as always. But one last thing I wanted to mention is next Monday, I'm starting my Wounded Woman workshop series. It's going to be a book club slash workshop series. It's a little different from the book club that Rick and I are doing. So this one is only for women. And this is going to go over the book, The Wounded Woman by Linda Leonard. So if you haven't listened to my episodes on the Armored Amazon or the Eternal Girl, 
I encourage you to go back and listen because those are the dynamics that I'll be unpacking in this upcoming workshop. Both the book club that Rick and I are doing and the Wounded Woman workshop are both pay what you want offers. So if either of those kind of strike your fancy and you're interested, I'll put both of the links to those in the show notes. But the Wounded Woman workshop series starts this Monday, March 14th at 7 Eastern Standard Time. And I would love to see you there. And then one more thing, I also have a workshop in the Transformation Collective this coming Tuesday, March 15th at 7 Eastern Standard Time, where I'll be discussing the difference between creative and reflective consciousness and tapping into the energies of the ruling planet of Neptune. So I'm really, really excited to dive into that as well. And so if you want to drop into the community and attend that workshop on Tuesday evening, I'll also put the link to that in the show notes. So this is kind of how I'll be doing group offerings and workshops. I'll just drop them here in the podcast whenever I have something coming up. And if you want to join, feel free to reach out, feel free to join my free community and you can see all of my upcoming workshops there as well. So I hope that you guys have an amazing weekend and we will chat on Sunday. Bye guys. 